Okay. You didn't even get the first one. He's like, Get those fucking shut off on my. I don't want to be anymore. I don't want to be anymore. I'm sorry, what? You don't. You don't want to be. Are you saying the suit makes you not want to live anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Tim, bro. Truly love you so much. Holla at you, girls. Holla, 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 holla. I've got holla, many holla, a sketch holla. idea that I think we could do. I want a coffin flop well, a series legit. I want. Because I would watch it faithfully every week. 100%. Red leather, yellow leather. Wow, it's so hard. Wow. Oh, wow. All right. Hi. Hello. My name is Megan Flood. And I'm. God the damn it. Bottle of liquor. I should know. That you keep in your purse. <laughs> I love that. I love what you did there. <laughs> oh, and this is fucking toxic. Wait, let's wait. Let's be quiet and see if like we can hear him in the background. If you hear that, <laughs> I'm sure you can hear a heavy breathing. It is not my asthmatic ass. It is the Bernadoodles. We are. We've got watching. some dogs. We've got some dogs. So this We've is gonna be an interesting in episode. Gonna be an interesting episode. Interesting episode. <laughs> interesting episode with some dog breathing heavily in the background, perhaps. Who gives a fuck, right? Who gives a fuck? Because you're gonna be more entertained by us than the dogs. I hope so. I hope so. And if you're not, then I'm gonna beat you to a pulp on the on the Orange County beach and say, "Welcome to Laguna." Wait. <laughs> Or I'm just Welcome gonna to OC, throw some bitch. dog shit in your lawn and light it on fire and say, Welcome to the OC, bitch. And, and then, it's gonna be a bitch of shit. And then I'm gonna run away screaming red leather, yellow leather as accurately as I can. And wow. welcome to Limited 2. Limited 2 is a podcast where we talk about uh, nostalgic things from our childhood. We shoot the shit about it, and we just relive really great memories. And you listen to us do it. <laughs> yeah. And today, we are talking about a beloved series that started I... 18 years ago. Today, the one and only... California, here we come, right back where we started from. I feel like I just turned into Tom DeLong for sure. You definitely California. I was like, does Angels and Airways? Yeah, we That was me doing Britney singing Phantom Planet. As Tom DeLong. <laughs> Brittany as Phantom Planet, as Tom DeLong, as Megan Flood. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Okay, wow. So today we're talking about the OC, which turned 18. Like, How, uh, does anyone else feel like a fucking fossil? I mean, honestly, I, I, <laughs> I just, like, can't even, like, I can't wrap my head around form it. Form the words. Because, wow, I feel so, it feels literally like yesterday when we were watching it for the first True. time. Yeah. When it was on. Absolutely. 18 years. 18 years. Flew by. I could have had a child. I could have an 18 year old. You could have had a child at that time? I guess that's true. I mean, technically, yeah. If yeah. I was learning from anything from that show, which I did <laughs> learn a lot. Yeah, it taught us a lot of lessons about noopsies and... Underage drinking. <laughs> underage drinking. How to get it in Tijuana. <laughs> how to overdose in Tijuana. Yeah. Wow. How to shoot someone and get away with it. <laughs> White privilege, am I right? 
No, but the OC, I mean, it really is... Like, I guess technically, Beverly Hills 90210 is the first teen soap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the OC created that formula that has literally lasted and sparked so much from the brain of Josh Schwartz. Honestly. I mean, we wouldn't have... First off, we wouldn't have Laguna Beach. No. No. Which, I I mean, hello. How, how would, what, where would we be without that? Where would we be and without... Slut! You look good dancing on the bar. Slut! Where would we be without Laguna Beach? Where would we be without The Hills? And most importantly, Real Housewives. Oh, man. You're right. The first Real Housewives was, was Orange, Orange County. County. Wow. Wow. So, like, if you watch any kind of Housewives... You should thank the OC. Mo- uh, yeah, like most of what you're watching is formulated from that. I mean, even like teen soaps today still use that like raunchy teen, like really like digging into how crazy teenagers are. Like oh, yeah. they they use that formula today. I mean, oh, in yeah. Riverdale and fucking Outer Riverdale. Banks. Outer base, like you can't gossip tell me, girl. Right, you can't tell me that they pulled that shit from One Tree Hill, right? Like, because One Tree Hill is a magnificent piece of art in and of itself, and it came out the same year as The O.C., but, like, that's, like, they adapted even in One Tree Hill to be a little more raunchy because The O.C. just fucking went for it, dude. It fucking went for it and beyond, you know, like... It, it dealt with not only the teen stuff, but it also dealt with the adult stuff as well. Right. Yes. Yes. And I, and I was even a teenager and engaged in it. Like, oh, for sure. I, I wasn't like, so oh, I don't care. I about Andy, or Sandy and Kirsten. And Julie Cooper Nickel. Julie Cooper Nickel Cooper Atwood? <laughs> Wait, Julie Cooper Nickel Roberts Atwood. Because she married Seth's, Seth's, or she married oh, Summer's, Summer's dad. dad. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So I was super engaged in all of their stuff too. Right. They did a really good job of balancing both. Like everyone was invested. Yes. Yes. It was just so, it was just great TV. Great Truly. TV. Truly. And for anyone who is listening that, has never watched this, you can probably hear the dogs growling in the background. Quit. <laughs> um, for those who are listening or watching that never watched the show but just really like to hear us talk. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. One, yeah, one. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, the OC is a little synopsis for you. It's about a young boy who ends up uh, stealing a car with his brother and uh, through uh, his his lawyer ends up being Sandy Cohen, a.k.a. Peter Gallagher. and a. an angel sent from above. An angel with wonderfully thick eyebrows sent from above. Oh my God. Like, rub your eyebrows on me, Peter Gallagher. Rub them on me. Oh, my God. Rub, rub them on my, my eyebrows. That's all. That's how we kiss, me and Peter Gallagher. Yeah. We just... That's how I would want to kiss him. <laughs> There's the Eskimo kiss and a Gallagher kiss, which is just like... R- rubbing, rubbing brows. Rubbing brows, baby. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> so sick. I'm like really turned on I'm, right now. Wow. What? Peter, we love you. We love you, Peter. Truly. But, <laughs> yeah. So um, Peter Gallagher is Ryan's attorney and... Uh, through a series of events, ends up taking him into his home after he has the charges dropped on the car stealing or whatever. So he brings this kid from, quote, the wrong side of the tracks into his Orange County home that is gated community, tons of rich white people. Noopsies is what they're called in the show. Because they're in Newport Beach. Newport Beach. And it's just the story of this young man getting um, becoming part of this family and um the trials and tribulations they all go through in this like really fucking insane town 
of just crazy people. Um, crazy rich white people just yeah. wilding out. And Sandy sees a lot of himself. Sandy is from Brooklyn, yes. New York. And little, he... Little Jewish boy. Little Jewish boy. And he happened to meet his wife and they fell in love. But he sees a lot of himself in Ryan. Yes. Because that Ryan, you know, is not from the greatest part of town. But he's a really good person yeah. and he's got such a good character and yeah. Sandy sees that in him and he takes a chance on bringing him into his home yeah. and the rest is history. The rest is Chaos ensues. History. So I mean the f- let's talk about the pilot okay the fucking yeah. pilot is iconic. There's I can't think of a better first episode of a show that like does that just reels you all the way in? All they the way like in. took a, a real big net and they just threw it out into the ocean of all of us teens and preteens, reeled it in, and we were we were gladly they, stuck in that. Something net. about the way I don't know if it was just the 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 timing, the writing, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but like hook, line, and sinker, it had millions of teenagers captivated, like. Holy shit. This yeah. is unlike anything we had really ever seen before. Right. We had never had a soap opera for us. Like, all this yeah. drama. Right. With the most beautiful, beautiful people. people. That you just wanted to see Mac on each other. Like, when Ryan walks down the driveway, lights his cigarette, and Marissa says, who are you? He says... Whoever you, you want, want me to, to be. be. With I, this little leather jacket. And he's, he's like, says it with a cigarette in his mouth. Like, how can, how can teenagers not just like lose their shit and have to see what happens? I'm like, okay, that? James Dean. Like, honestly, honestly. And then Luke pulls up in his freaking truck and he's like, get in, babe. Freaking Hummer. Ooh. Luke, who's like, so for those of you who haven't watched, Luke is Marissa's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And Marissa is the literal girl next door of the Coopers. Or of the Coens. Marissa Cooper is her name. And she's played by Misha Barton, who is absolutely beautiful. And, yeah, Luke is like this water polo jock. Just... Just your classic, like... Jockey douche, douchey jock, driving a Hummer, driving a Hum, just so privileged and just sits in it and lives in it and loves it. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. he does later on though redeem himself and become one of the best characters in the show. I think a thousand percent. But a yeah, percent. that that episode just really reels you in. It's got it's got that iconic line, "Whoever you want me to be." It's got Luke saying, "Welcome they, to the OC." Yeah, bitch, they get after- in this huge fight <laughs> on the beach and. He just fucking knocks Ryan out. <laughs> and he's like, welcome to the OC, bitch. bitch. And it's like, iconic. Also, let's not forget about Kirsten and Sandy's precious baby angel son. Seth. Seth oh. Son. <laughs> Seth Cohen. Son. Seth. <laughs> Seth Cohen, one of my favorite characters one of, of the most time. frustratingly lovingly ca- loving characters. What yes. am I trying to say? You know what I mean? Like, yes. just drive. Uh, every time I watch the show, I'm driven up the fucking wall at this guy. But I love it. But at the time, I, I couldn't see how annoying he true, was. True, true. Because we were like, we were that age. Like, we were going through all that And I that was shit. like, that is what I want. I want that as a, in a person. I want a nerdy little... Hot boy. Hot boy that makes comic books about me. Like, fuck yeah. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. Ooh. But watching as an adult, it's like, ooh, summer. You're a little like, problematic. You need to maybe, maybe stick with Zach. I mean, maybe stick with Zach. <laughs> I mean, not stick with Zach because, like, for the sake of the show, like, obviously, Seth and Summer are in game. So, like, I would never want that to happen. But, but like, IRL, if IR- I was your friend, I'd, I'd be, be like, like, you need to dump Seth. You need dude. to dump Seth. I get it. But, like, Zach is long game. Yeah. Seth does not have his shit together. No. He doesn't. But we, but we love But he stood him. on a cart for her and declared his love in front of the whole school. 
on the kissing booth. Yeah. And they and did a Spider-Man kiss. I Yeah. Like, that's that's when you know, like, this couple's going to end up together. For sure. You can't not end up together after going through some shit like that. Yeah. Can you believe that season one was 27 episodes long? Okay. So, we used to... Okay. Like, that is 20. one thing that I miss about TV is that we used to get seasons, okay? I, I love being able to really dive in. Like, I love a good Right, you dive. Binge. Like, it's like, going to take me days. Yes. Because when you watch, like, a Netflix show, like, one of these, like, you know, a newer show, you dive in, and it's, like, a nice, like, nice chill by the pool with poolside. Right. You know, like, you're floating at the top of the water. Right. But, like, in the old days, you, like, dove in. And you just sunk to the bottom and you were like happy to stay there. It was like, just submerge me in all the drama. Yeah. It used to be like, oh, I'm going to dive in and it's going to take me a minute to watch one season. Now you can watch a season in a day. Uh, Yeah. Like if you really are like us and like all about (laughs) that binge life, you can definitely watch that shit in a day. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it used to be like... It, it took I don't get how people can't don't watch in a day. Like, I don't get how people leisurely watch shows now. Where they're like, yeah, I've seen the first two episodes. I'll probably watch the second one or, the like, the next few in a couple days when I talk. I'm like, I make the time. Like, I don't hang. I don't see anybody. Yeah. I don't hang out with any. Like, no one exists outside of my room when I watch a show and I'm binging it. Yeah. I will say the only time I don't do that is sometimes, like... When I really love a show and, like, I don't want it to end, heard, I will wait heard. to watch the final episode <laughs> until the new ep- <laughs> until the new season is about to come out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I will do. I know exactly what you mean. Watch the last episode. Rewatch the whole season mm-hmm. to lead into oh, the new sure. season. How do you deal with, like, seeing spoilers and stuff, though? Um... You know, it's hard. I I remove myself from whatever that show's social media is. Sure, sure. So, like, I won't... And then if someone starts talking about it, you're like, I haven't seen the final episode yet. Yeah, yeah. Hurt. I've d- done pretty well. There have only been, like, maybe a handful of spoilers that have been, like, totally ruined. But for the most part, I'm really good at, like, bobbing and weaving. I, that's so funny you say that because I do the same thing, but with like the literal last episode of a show ever, like the finale episode. Oh, I'll do, I do that like, too. Like I was dedicated to Teen Wolf for all six seasons, but the last five episodes I never watched because I didn't want it, to, I didn't want it to be over. And so yeah. I, I, I think that show ended like in 2018, I want to say. Okay. Perhaps 2017, somewhere in there. Um. I watched the last few episodes finally, like, uh, six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't watch the Parks and Rec finale for two years. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I totally, yeah. totally feel that. I have to watch the Cliffhanger finale episodes, though, like, season. Like, I can't I can't do what you do. That is a strength that I don't think and many people have, if any, at all. <laughs> it is... It wow. Is. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. I do I do miss getting those full ass seasons. It just I don't know, I feel like it's now we used to get like a a four course meal and now it's just like fast food. I just came up with that. That uh, 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 if you're uh, <laughs> That's maybe the most perfect analogy I ever heard in my entire life. Thank you so You much. have to trademark that. TM TM Tiam, baby, tiam. <laughs> Man. Okay, so let's dive into this first season of those 27 episodes. Some, like, big things that happen. So we obviously have just, like, the setup. You know, we've got all of the setting and given circumstances being thrown at us of yes. who the characters are, what their relationships are. We established that Marissa and Ryan really like each other. We established the Coopers and... The Coens mm-hmm. and their relationship and how Kirsten and Jimmy have this weird history. Oh, like, yeah. 
high school sweethearts, and that's kind of weird for everyone. And and we we learn about Julie Cooper and who she is, and the adversity that she's come across in her life, and like why that makes her who she is today. Julie Cooper is one of those underdog characters where like you fucking hate her in the beginning right because she's such she is such a hater when it comes to ryan and marissa and it's like girl why can you not see this but (laughs) at this she grows so much right right and at the end you you end up liking her and feeling for her right i feel like complete 180 yeah I mean, in the beginning, it's just very prevalent that, like, she's so determined to never go back to where she came from that she's going to do anything Anything. to keep her status and her money. Mm -hmm. And she'll put her family kind of in the line of fire for that, which fucking sucks, right? Yeah. Like, it's... I I recently rewatched the whole thing, and, like, I was trying to, like, keep this mindset of, like, is she a piece of shit like I thought she was growing up? As a defensive teenager, right? Or right. is she just actually, like, trying to do what's best for her family? And I don't think she was. Like, I don't think she was trying to do what was best for her family. I think she was just trying to, like... I think somewhere in her mind she was, but, like... To her, it meant the... The, the status. The status. And the security. Yes. When, in was, reality, yeah. her daughter was, like, literally like, having a mental breakdown. Right. <laughs> like, she cared more about the status and her financial security than her daughter's happiness and mental health. And thought that her daughter's happiness would equate with, like, money and security. Right, right. When that's just, like, her own stuff projecting onto her family. Exactly. So Julie Cooper sucked in the beginning, I think. My my consensus. Like, I don't... Like, but she certainly has, like, one of the best character arcs, for for sure. Yeah. And um, also Luke too. Luke, yeah, Luke yeah. as well. Luke they they well. really do do a good job of like setting up these like really horrible people, and then like just br- like through the like the Coens and Ryan especially like coming mm-hmm. in and like changing things up, like showing how people can adapt and change and from their very uh, sheltered lives and For sure. bli- blinding blinders on their head on yeah. their faces. You know yeah. what I mean. Like, Luke definitely, I feel like he become, starts to become better after the fire. Yes. And I feel like through Ryan being with him when he finds out his dad is gay, That's... that also brought some sort of bonding in together for that friendship. That was Even like though it was shocking. rocky at first, obviously. That, I mean, had you ever seen something like that on TV? No. No. They might have, there might have been something on TV like that before, but certainly I had never. I mean, I would, what, it came out 18 years ago, how old we were like. I would have been like 10 when the first season came out. Yeah, I was about 13, 14. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is probably why I didn't jump into it right when it came out, because I was so young, you know. Right. So yeah, for us being so young, we definitely had not seen anything like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. In our in our viewing. That was I mean, it, I, I I love that that they put that in there. I do too. Especially because they like really hone in on his dad like loving his mother still you know still. You know what I mean? Like there's not like I feel like especially back then when you hear of like people who are gay coming out but like still having been married, there's this like idea that they don't love the person, the heterosexual relationship that they're in. Like there's that it was just a quote cover or something, you know, when I appreciate the OC, like really like addressing, like he obviously loves his wife, but he, he loves men as well. You know what I mean? Like there doesn't have to be such a disconnect. There can be, everything is fluid. fluid, Love is love. Love is love is love is love is love. One Michael thing, Scott. <laughs> and also, I mean, duh, we're talking about this. We also have to talk about Summer Roberts and Seth oh my Cohen God. and that whole evolution. That, yeah, that was a crazy first season for them. I didn't yeah. realize how long it takes for 
them to really get together in the Valentine's Day cart, on the kissing booth cart. Yeah. That's, like, way late in the season. It is. Because he's got to go through the whole Anna shit. One thing about the OC, they made us work for every... Oh, my God. Like, they made, like... You kept watching because Seth and Summer, it takes a while. Ryan and Marissa, oh my. I don't even think they have sex until the second season. They don't. They don't have, yeah, because that's, it's when they go into the little hut that they make on the beach. And I totally thought that they had banged in the first yeah, season. Yeah, they're just making out, doing heavy petting. <laughs> so they, they make us work for our relationships. Yeah. On the OC, which really I appreciate. Yeah, that. I love a slow burn. Oh, for sure. I love a slow for burn. For sure, I love a slow burn that's like not that gives us things throughout that in, that that the writers let us know. We hear you. We know what you want. It's gonna happen. Just wait for it. Patience. We love little Easter eggs thrown in there yes. for us, and then they reward us so. Like so like well. the Ryan and Marissa first kiss on the on the Ferris wheel is something otherworldly to me. Like, he loves her so much. He loves her so much. One thing I did not love on the first season is Oliver. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. The fucking worst. From the jump, from that psychologist's office, I was like, I don't trust this dude. No. No. I honestly don't even know if he was actually going to therapy there. No. I don't think he was. I think he was just, like, pretending to, to possibly, like, meet someone. I don't know. For sure. Which, I mean, is smart. Like, what a meet cute. Like, you you want someone who's working on your... You want someone who is working on themselves, but, like... But, like, to go sit in a therapist's office? Clearly, you need to be going in, homie. Like, you need to make an appointment. Okay? Oliver, too, the whole Oliver storyline really integrated Luke into the group. That was really, I think, what yeah, we put saw, the cherry on the cake for that. We saw, you know, him really have Ryan's back for the first time. Right. Like, I don't trust this dude at right, all. Right, right. Like, he And he, he started off. to turn the heads of other people as well, because everyone thought Ryan was fucking crazy. For not trusting Oliver. Yeah, I mean, there's so, like we said, 27 episodes in one season is so <laughs> much. The Oliver stuff, it's a good chunk of it. Yeah. He turns out to be a literal psychopath. Yeah. Um, And that was a doozy. And Ryan was like, hate to say I told you so. I won't, but. You know. You know. You know. And then that leads us to Christmaca, the best. I, I'm surprised that Christmaca isn't like an actual holiday at this point. I feel like it is for some people. Like I feel like some people. No, have but I a, mean national, just nationally, wor- not even national. Fucking worldwide, worldwide Christmaca. All right, we're put we're putting in the petition for a worldwide Christmaca. I I country. am surprised that it's not a thing right now. It's so magical watching so it in magical. the show. Yeah, Just how really they is. integrate both both it's, holidays into it's one. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really Christmaca. sweet. It's so, so cozy. Sweet. I I will say my favorite Christmaca is the second season. I do love that with with Lindsay yeah. and when they make the little when they make yeah. the um Yamaka Yamaclaws. Yamaclaws. That's the that's the combo name. Yeah. The Yamaclaws. So they make these the, like little yamakas with um with like a little puff ball on top, like a yeah. little Santa hat. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> it's so, so cute. cute. Wow. Yeah. And I feel like the leading thing going into season two is Teresa. Is like she's like she and Ryan's story is that like transition catalyst into yes. what happens in season two. Yes. So basically, Ryan is still feeling some kind of way. After the Oliver stuff, like, bitch, you didn't trust me. I ha- I always have your best intentions in mm-hmm. your back. And, like, we went through all this shit because you didn't want to listen. Mm-hmm. And then his childhood sweetheart, Teresa, is, like, this beautiful, 
you know, enchantress, and she's like, oh, like, you forgot about where you from? Like, you out here in this beach house? And he's like, I didn't forget about you. Like, what's up? And they start kicking it a little more, and, uh... They do the do. They do the do. In a hotel room. In a gross hotel room. <laughs> Very seedy hotel room. Yeah. While she is engaged to Eddie. Eddie. Who is a friend of Ryan's as well. From home, yep. So it gets messy. It gets messy. And then it gets even messier because she gets pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> yeah, Teresa gets pregnant with the baby. And she's like, Ryan, it's your baby. It's your baby. Even though I would have been like, oh, you were... Raw dog and two dudes at the same time. Yeah. So the likelihood of that is 50-50, sis. Uh-huh. But Ryan being s- the fucking stand-up, Wonderful loyal man. person that he is, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to help you raise this baby. I'm dropping out of school. I'm getting a construction job. And we're going to raise this fucking baby. And that's how season one ends, is him moving back home with her. And then season two begins... And he's just and everyone leaves. Him. Oh yes. Yeah. So he like decides to go back home and like raise this baby with Teresa, even though you can tell like he and Marissa are obviously still in love, and like he's just got to do what he's got to do, right? Yeah. Like, which is great. He's we love a man it. of his word. Yeah. His dad wasn't there for him, so, so he's, he's like, yeah. I'm gonna raise this yes. baby and give it what I didn't have, yeah. which is like so commendable and sweet, yeah. but also like he gave up so much to to do this for mm-hmm. Teresa right. and the baby. So he's just cranking away at this nine to five job. Seth left. Seth literally moved to Portland. With Luke. With Luke. He sailed the boat. Also, what Portland did, did he sail to? Because Portland, I feel like, isn't on the water. He could have like... Wait. <laughs> Maybe he like went <laughs> around... I don't know. Is there another... Is there a Portland, California? No, it was Portland. It was Portland, Oregon? Yeah. With surf lessons? I can't. Kind of knew any Josh Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, so he he sails to Portland teaching surf, surfing lessons with Luke and... Um, sailing lessons. Sailing. Can you imagine Seth on a surfboard? I, I can. Li- I can. Seth on a surfboard? Yeah. What are you imagining when you picture it? Because I'm imagining wipeout. I'm imagining sexy surfboard set oh. the baby. Set the baby on the surfboard. <laughs> Hang ten bra. Hang ten bra. Yeah, so Seth leaves and that breaks up uh, the Coens and they're like, not breaks up the, the parents, but well, like it creates a major divide in the family. Yeah. Basically everything in the OC is shot to hell because Ryan has left. Yeah. And so the second season begins with um, okay. everyone trying to convince Ryan, uh, Seth to come home. And Ryan hears that Seth has also not come home, and he's like, I don't want this to be because, of, be because of me. But it is. But it is. And so he goes to Portland, and while he's in Portland, he gets a call from Teresa saying that she lost the baby. And, he's, and then he decides, and she's like, I want you to go back to the OC. Forget about, forget me. There's no baby, so you need to go live your life. And he's like, okay. <laughs> okay. He puts up a fight, but then he's like, okay. And then he tells Seth, like, hey, I'm probably going to go back to the OC. You want to come with me? And then Seth goes home. But the question is, do we think that Teresa actually lost the baby? Because for our listeners, if you need to be reminded, after she makes that phone call to Ryan, she hangs up and her mom comes in the room and she's like, did he believe you? And she goes, she says, Teresa says, Yes. And then that's that's the end of that scene, and that's the end of Teresa for this period of time. So it's like, did she actually lose the baby or no? No. I don't think she did. No. I think she saw how how much he had to lose yeah. and how miserable he was like with her. And sometimes when you love someone so much, you got to let them go. And yeah. 
she wanted him to be happy and he wasn't happy in their situation. So, mm-hmm. and then later in the series, you do see her with a she has a kid that would be the same age as her and Ryan's kid, and she says very quickly, "It's not Ryan's." But you never know, and I don't. We know. I, we know. I think that it's certainly. We know. It was Ryan's baby. Yeah, it was an Atwood for sure. It was in Atwood. Yeah, season two was fucking bonkers, dude. Season two is so <laughs> much. So many things happen. Caleb also, became the main character. What? It's Tijuana. <laughs> oh my god, well, Tijuana in the first season, yeah. I mean, we... Just briefly, Tijuana... Yeah, yeah, we'll go back. I just remember watching that and being like, holy shit. Like, that was the first time I had seen someone my age, like, overdose on some shit. Yeah. She, like, yeah. heavy, I mean, heavy <laughs> alcohol and drug consumption. I mean, Marissa Cooper got fucked up. <laughs> she was supposed to die there. Like, if Ryan had never come to the OC, that's where she dies. Yeah. A thousand percent. Like, Marissa Cooper. I mean, it started with, like, a little drink here. A little drink there, you know. Look what I stole. Look what I stole. Oh, like, yeah, right. Summer has the glass the of champagne, and then Marissa has the fucking bottle. It's <laughs> like, okay, girl, like, we see. Like, it starts with, like, a little teen partying, and it goes to full-fledged fucking overdose at Tijuana. Yeah. Right, right. Whether she meant to or not, like, it happened. Right. And there's clearly a problem, my girl. Yes, that's the clearly beginning of... Marissa's substance abuse, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Tijuana, man. Shit. The drive up to Tijuana is one of my favorite sequences, though. Like, when Seth and Summer are forced to, like, realize they like each other. Or that, like, she's forced to realize she likes him. Yeah. And they're just, like, already an old married couple. I love that dynamic that they set up right from the beginning with the two of them. the jump. A thousand percent. Like, their chemistry, like, Adam and Rachel's chemistry just flourishes on screen. I just like to imagine that, like, that's actually... What they were like. Yeah, like... When they were a couple, because I... Not... If you guys didn't know, Rachel Bilson and Adam Brody were dating the first three seasons mm -hmm. of the show. So... IRL. That's why Seth and Summer work so well, is because they, like... We're just so goofy on screen with each other, as I'm sure they were goofy off screen. Because they love each other. Oh, so sweet. And then it fizzles out around season four, because that's when they broke up IRL. Season two. It's season two, right. Is so much. So many things happen. Like, Caleb becomes a main character, piece of shit Caleb Nickel. Um, Caleb is Kirsten's father. Ryan starts to date this new girl named Lindsay. And she ends up being Caleb's daughter, like, illegitimate child. So then that breaks them up after a while. Because it's just too weird. Too weird. It's, like, kind of his stepsister of sorts. It's too weird. Adopted sister, kind of. Um, Zach enters the scene in season two, which we love Zach. I feel like Zach Zach is to the OC as Adrian is to Sex and the City, is how I, like, feel like, uh, if if anyone's listening who's watched maybe Sex and the City but not the OC, like, I feel like that's, he's the one that got, the got away. Yeah, the good one We talked about him a little earlier, too, but, like, he is a gem of a gem gem of a of a boy truly truly um so zach enters and they have atomic county the um the the comic book that seth summer and zach all write together which Mm -hmm. was such a long through line of that season like i feel like that was just that just went on forever um yeah more julie cooper being Messy. Messy. Oh my gosh. Because, okay, Julie's just kind of, she starts this flirtatious relationship with Caleb. Who is and, the Cohen's grand, like, who is Seth's grandfather. Yes. And they start flirting, and then he's basically like, let's get married. And she's like, hell to the yeah, because he is the richest person in town. Yeah. He is. He's number one. He's the one that builds everyone's homes. Yeah. Like, he owns a magazine. 
man, she really does. She really does her her thing in that season. She yeah. almost like kills him at what at the end. Yes, towards the end. Almost. She like thinks about it and like drugs his drink and then like doubles back and she's like, oh no! And then he has a heart attack and dies. And then the he dies moment. anyway. So <laughs> and also she starts fucking Luke. Oh, is that in season two? No, that's season one. Because that's when, that's why he leaves and goes to Portland. Because he's like, I don't want to be yes. there anymore. Yeah, yes. that was a, we don't, I don't stand any kind of. Statutory. Yeah, that's, Ugh. no. Ugh. No, no, no. Yeah. And there's some weird, like, dynamic, I feel like, that, like, makes it seem a little better on TV when it's an older woman with a younger boy. Yes. yes. They do that a lot in TV. Like A teacher? Anyone? That FX show? Oh, I didn't watch that. Kate Mara? I'm not going to watch that. No. I mean... I can't... I don't... I don't for want, what? I why, watched the whole thing and I thought... Why do we why need Why did that? I do this? Why do we need why this? Why do we need this? In fucking Dawson's Creek, like, Pacey sleeping with his teacher and falling in love with her, like, they just make these, like, storylines seem a little romantic. They romanticize statutory rape <laughs> and i mean like julie was never in love with luke and so it was it really was a little more on the creepy side in the oc and like very much not okay but it's just such a constant trope that they throw into a lot of teen soaps fucking archie and his teacher in the first season of riverdale like they bang in a car dude they do bang in a car and he's in love with her and she's like i love you too archie but and then she gets killed. I don't even know. Spoiler alert. Who knows? Season one of Riverdale was a lot. Anyway. <laughs> Season two of the OC is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. There's a lot that happens with the parents. Like, speaking of Julie Cooper and Caleb, like, Kirsten falls in love with Carter in this season, gets her, uh, addic her addiction increases with her alcoholism. Goes to rehab. Goes to rehab. Sandy has Rebecca come back in his life. His first love, who he was engaged to. Uh-huh. Like... The parents go through some shit in they this season. They go through season. some shit in this season. It's a lot. I think the season two, like, top of the list in chaos is Trey Atwood coming into the picture. And that's a... It's like, season two is just so, so much, much because we got Alex, a.k.a. Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Who was the, supposed to play Marissa Cooper. She was first Fun pick. fact. Fun fact, she was first pick. And Alex is the whole thing because Seth and Summer and Zach. Yeah, because Seth starts to date Alex and then Alex and Marissa start to have eyes for each other and they date. And then Marissa and Ryan start to fall back in love. So Alex gets all like, like, put him up, Ryan. Like, I'll fucking fight you for this girl. Like... Yeah. It it's is, chaos. It's a chaos. And it ends with chaos when Trey us like tries to uh rape Marissa. Yeah, he assaults her. Assaults her on the beach and that causes a lot of build up to the very last moment of the show when Ryan finds out about it, goes to probably kill Trey and he and Trey get in this they're brothers for anyone who doesn't remember. Um they get in this fight, and right as Trey's about to fucking pummel Ryan and kill him. I mean, him, he really is going, like, if... He pulls a fucking telephone out and, like, is about to smash his head in with yeah, the telephone. Yeah, Oh, like, a, a prop... It's not a cell phone for any young young people listening. A landline. A proper landline, you know? Could like, it, he pulled that shit out of the fucking serious socket. Serious damage. About to... And then Marissa finds the gun in the apartment and shoots him. Right in the back. What you say? Oh, that you only meant well. Well, of course you didn't. What you say? Oh, that it's all for the best. Because it is. Oh, my. Which, I just remember being like. I mean, yeah. Just jaw I do still get goose just thinking about it. Because it was fucking insane. Nuts. And that's how it ended. That's how the season ended. The next it, it, it was wild. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. It was wild. I, I remember 
everyone was just fucking shook at school. Sure. I mean, yeah, that was one of the things that I remember, like, being at school, and they're like, did you see the season finale? Yeah, it was the thing. SNL just skits about it. That's maybe the best SNL skit of all time, I think. I'm gonna fucking say it. The... I think it's one of the funniest... It's... When it comes to parodies, it's a pretty good one. Unfortunately, it is Shia LaBeouf. Oh, who, you're right. You know, it's a piece of garbage. Great, but um, yeah, it is a great parody sketch. If you want to watch that after you listen to this, it is really good. Also, if you want to listen to anything, do yourself a favor. The OC soundtrack. Can we talk about the music on the fucking OC for a minute? I, I think it. It, the music supervisor deserves an award. Bravo, bravo, bravo! I mean, that. the bait shop was the music venue where Alex and Seth worked, and that's where a lot of the, the performances, performances were. They had, they had live Mi- music. They had Modest Mouse. They had freaking the Killers. The killers on Rooney. there. I love the Rooney episode. That's an Oliver episode, but. It's, it's still, still a good one. So fun. Yeah. I mean, I discovered so much music from yes. the OC. Like, my angsty, poppy, indie yeah. shit. The OC Ugh, yeah. put a lot of shit on them. I mean, so one of the most... On the if you hear that theme song, you automatically think of that fucking show. Uh, yeah, one of the uh, yeah. most legendary theme songs People of all who time. don't even know the show sing California because they just know yeah. that song associated with the show. And maybe not even. Maybe they just like that fucking song whenever they go to California. <laughs> they're driving down the 101 just like, let's fucking get it. You know? And yeah, yeah I... I live for the music on that fucking show. So, so good. And like, so good. rewatching it as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, I remember like downloading this on LimeWire. Oh my God, LimeWire. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. My mom wouldn't let me have LimeWire on the computer. So I don't, I did everything on my, on Lauren's computer, on my best friend's computer growing up. So I got all my music on hers. Genius. Susan Flood. I know she's, she listens to all of our episodes. I, Susan, I promise I didn't put LimeWire on the the computer. <laughs> I just pulled all the Ill- illegal music from Lawrence. So, so there's that. <laughs> there is that. But yeah, Man, season two just crazy. has so much. And we've just described it all totally out of order because it's just too much. There's so much going on. There's so much going on in season two. But goddamn, it is my favorite it is so good. I yeah. could rewatch over and over and over. It's it's a good one for sure. So cozy, so good. Yeah. A lot of lot of shit going down on season 2. Yeah. And then kind of I feel like on the opposite end like season 3, obviously with any of these shows there's going to be a fuck ton going on, but I feel like the underlying through line is Johnny like the entire time. For because sure. Johnny's introduced and then Volchuk's introduced, and then Johnny, through Johnny, we meet Nikki Reed's character, and, like, Johnny is just the catalyst for everything Everything that happens. happens, For sure. So, season three starts, and basically, Trey's in the hospital, Mm -hmm. he he got shot, Marissa might be going to jail, they're trying to figure that out, (laughs) Julie Cooper, of course, does her scheming ways, and basically tries to pay off Trey to say that Ryan shot him right. instead of Marissa so she doesn't go to jail and she can still go to school. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole thing. And basically, Marissa gets kicked out of school. Right. Out of private school. It's it's and like common knowledge that she is the one that shot him. Yeah. And all of the parents, of course, being in Newport Beach are like, oh god, she's a convict. Oh, she can't go here. <laughs> So she gets kicked out of school and she has to go to public school. She's got to be with the normal kids. And that's where she meets Johnny and his crew. Mm -hmm. And 
shit just gets fucking crazy from there. And Johnny, Johnny falls in love with her. Of course. And as I mean, does every single boy she ever meets. And Johnny is so freaking cute. He's a cute little surfer dude. Yeah, he's got your classic little scene kid haircut. Like, yeah. pulled from one ear to the other. And he had a cute little best friend who... Oh, fuck. What was his name? It was something R.I.P. stupid. Because he's... Di- he, that actor's dead. Oh my god, he yeah, is. Yeah, he died. Um, oh shit! It was so. I, I think there was. It was a really weird, crazy thing that happened. But I think he like had a lot of substance abuse problems. <sighs> and he was in a lot of stuff. He was. He was in Raise Your Voice, and I loved him in Raise Your. Like he was. Four I think he moments. was an excellent actor. Like he was so talented. But um, yeah, Johnny. Johnny just introduces us to a lot of drama and he doesn't, he doesn't incite the drama. It's just like all revolves around her meeting him. Yeah. I mean, his girlfriend cheated on him. With Volchuk. With Volchuk. Volchuk's the ultimate bad guy of the season. Played by fucking <laughs> Cam. Cam. Gijande? Yeah. AKA James, James from Twilight. James from Twilight. And we I also got another Twilight with Nikki Reed. Yes. Who is Johnny's cousin. Uh-huh. Yeah, Johnny just really, everything just really, in in my eyes, revolve around Johnny in season three. Johnny got shit on. Like, he really had a shitty hand dealt to him. He did. Girlfriend cheated on him. Then he falls in love with Marissa, and he's drunk, trying to, you know. He gets hit by a car and then loses his place in the, like, surfing competition like tour that he's gonna go on because mm-hmm. so he was drunk wasn't no that? because they were he was talking to marissa in the parking lot at the beach and like a car was coming and he like got hit by it i think he pushed it was either he pushed marissa out of the way or like ryan came up and like something happened where he like got hit by the car in the parking lot and that was like what spiraled him into his depressive state and then he also loved Marissa, who didn't love him back. Because she loved Ryan. She loves Ryan, and she was with Ryan at the time. And, yeah, then he... And then Caitlin comes back into... Oh, yeah, season three, Caitlin comes back. And it's not Shailene Woodley, who was who played Caitlin in the first couple of episodes of the show. It is now Willa Holland. And she comes back into town and... Guns blazing. Guns blazing. She loves Johnny. Yeah. And she goes to the beach with him, and he gets drunk and falls off a cliff and dies. Simple as that. Simple as that. <laughs> like, so fucked up. Yeah. I remember being like, oh, shit. Like, is he... When he falls backwards and, like, Ryan's just there like, no! Like, that... There are so many moments in the show that you're like, that could not have happened. No, no fucking way did they did they do this to us. Like, did they really do us? Like, did Johnny have to die? I know. They could... That's... It was tragic, It man. was so, so tragic. Sad. It was so tragic. And I felt so bad for... Like, Caitlyn, you know, she did... She was stirring up drama. She was definitely yeah. trying to get on Marissa's nerves and, like, make her... Stake her claim in the OC. Like, I've been at boarding school, but I'm back. Also, another tie-in, Jackson Rathbone. Jackson Rathbone... A.K.A. Jasper in Twilight. That's our our little connection there. Yes. Wow. He is like her bae when she's at boarding school. And he's like, I love you. I want to be with you. And she's like, I don't know. So she lives for the drama. But I could... Seeing someone fall to their death is... Traumatizing, to, to say, say the, the least. least. Pinch me a Coke. Can't say anything until I say your name. And this has been a podcast with Megan Flood and Satisha Coates. Now it's just with Megan Flood, because I got her real good. I jinxed her real good. I jinxed Satisha Coates real good. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do we you actually comedy? said it before that, but... Did I, I really? Yeah. I, oh, and this has been... I said this has been a... <laughs> I thought it was, like, timing it out so well. <laughs> no. That just right over my head. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Yeah, season three is crazy, yeah. and it all comes to a head with... Well, Johnny um, did. Johnny dies. Johnny and dies. And then Volchuk just creeps his way... Into Marissa's life, brings in a lot of drugs and a lot of oh. crazy, probably really hot kinky sex, but, like, we don't Oh, yeah, to... it was probably real nasty. Yeah. Because um, her and Ryan, of course... 
just cannot get it together. He kind of has a weird thing with Nikki Reed. Yeah, with Johnny's cousin. Yeah, while they're all grieving the death of Johnny. Mm -hmm. And Marissa, of course, feels some kind of way. And... You know, because she didn't love him. Yeah. Or she, I think she would have loved him in another life, but she was in love with Ryan. Right. Like Ryan right. Was, Just not, not great timing. Maybe later, maybe later yeah. in life, yeah. you know? Yeah. So she was feeling some kind of way. Volchuk comes up. Ryan and Marissa, of course, just going through the motions in their relationship. And yeah, Volchuk brings out the substance abuse again. And... Mm-hmm. She starts partying real hard, and they finally, uh, also, wait, there's so much. Oh, God, okay. Because also, I just saw in our little thing, Seth Cohen getting high. Oh, yeah, Seth Cohen starts to smoke weed. Seth starts to sit. Seth starts to smoke smoke weed. weed. Yeah, and Seth and Summer have a whole thing in that season where, like, he lies about getting into Brown and they think they're going to Brown. She thinks they're going to Brown together, but they're not. And then he like tries to break up with her and like, it's just a whole ordeal. And he's just, it's season three. Seth for me is what drives me fucking bonkers because he's, he has no idea how to just tell the truth, how to fucking communicate because he's so insecure about like what will happen to him if people find out that he fucked up or he's a human and like he, you know what, like he drives me bonkers in that season. Yeah. That's the season that I'm like Seth or Summer, girl, like just to to and boot it. To the end. Get out of here. Also, another wedge in Seth and Summer's relationship is Taylor Townsend. Taylor Townsend, who, if you don't remember, is the like stuck up and uh like psycho girl from their school who uh just uh, she's just Taylor Townsend. I don't even uh. Yeah, she starts off so fucking annoying. And first off, she's having sex with the principal. Yeah, she's having sex with the fucking principal. And of the she's school. just trying to take what Marissa. She's trying to be Marissa, but like it's not going to happen because she's not as cool as Marissa. Right. She's stuck up as fuck. But then you end up finding out her mom is really mean to her. Yes. And you kind of feel bad for her. Like that's why she. Acts the way she does because her mom is like, you're a fucking loser. Her mom literally (laughs) hates her. Like, her mom is really mean to her. There's no redeeming qualities about her mother. It's 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 so hard to watch. It's hard to watch. So then you're like, oh. So she has a little character arc of, like, becoming kind of part of the group. Mm -hmm. And then she's certainly part of the group in season four, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, it all comes to a head at the end of season three when... Marissa breaks up with Volchuk and he's can't get her out of his head and he's really obsessed with her and tracks her down after they all graduate because she gets back into the school and uh, after they graduate she's going to the air I think I think Ryan's driving her to the airport right because she's gonna go work on a boat with her dad or something yeah and Volchuk pulls up alongside them on the on the really high cliffy hills of California and um he runs them off the road and they catapult down the hill in the car Ryan and Marissa and spoiler alert massive if you've never watched the show don't want to watch the show uh or or plan on watching the show Marissa dies at the end of season 3 Ryan, she dies in Ryan's arms, and that's where they left us at the end of season three. Yeah. And it's really fucking horrible. Yeah. That's really sad. So that happens at season three, which then total tonal shift for season four as Marissa has died, and everyone's mm-hmm. trying to go on with their lives. Um, season four, I think anyone who is a lover of this show can attest is kind of garbage. Yeah. I refer to it as the, the extra season, like stepchilds in the attic, like 
It's interesting because when I watched it for the first time as a teenager, I didn't dislike it. I don't, I think I enjoyed like this idea of like a different world that they're living in without Marissa. I, I don't even know. Maybe it's because like Taylor and Ryan get together in that season and I, I as a teenager really enjoyed that weird combo. Um, but I was watching it as an adult. I was like, this season is so not good. There's just so many things wrong with it. It's just a bad season. It's just a bad season. You could tell, like, after, you know, they they killed Marissa, they, they that knew... That she was really the backbone of the show. <laughs> yeah, they knew that they uh, didn't have much time left. Yeah, and Rachel and Seth, or Rachel and Adam had broken up at that point, so Seth and Summer's chemistry was gone, completely gone. Really just not interesting scenes to watch with Seth and Summer. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt is in that season. Not a lot of people know. Chris Pratt is in that season. He plays Che, I think his name is. Che. 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 Um, he plays one of Summer's college hippie friends. Um, they have a lot of weird things going on in that season with like, it's almost like they play up the cheesiness of a teen soap so much that it makes it bad to watch. Like, they're really good in previous seasons of like, giving us funny like, uh, notes of like, we know this is a teen soap, we know this is ridiculous, yeah. but like... Season four, it's, like, amped. They do, like, a whole, like, alternate universe episode where, like, Ryan and Taylor never existed. And, like, and so we watch them in a coma, like, living in the same world in their coma. And then we have, like, we have weird, like, moments of, like, like Native American like tribunal practices that happen with just white people doing it and it's so like it's like Chris Pratt and Seth like doing some like herbal like traditional thing and it's really cringe because like I think that they're just making noises to make it sound like they're like doing a native practice of some sort it is so so hard it's just so cringe bad to watch and they and they're using that as like a form of the comedy to like make that entertaining to their audience and it's like that is not okay <laughs> josh my guy bad choice bad choice so season four is just bad yeah it's, it's not just great. bad it's not great it's not great and i will say one good thing is Julie Cooper, like the adults. Mm. The adults do have a really good through line through that. Yeah, it, you're yeah. right. It might have just been the kids. Yeah, the kids. Yeah. I don't th I don't think the writers really knew where to go with the children, so <laughs> Yeah. They left a lot of the the goodness with the adults because yeah. it was a lot easier to navigate their storylines. Yes. I feel like in the end everyone does end up where they're supposed to be. Which is yeah. good, which is a nice redeeming quality of like having to sit through those 13, 14 episodes. <laughs> I like where it, I like where it all ended up and it kind of came full circle with Ryan. Yes. Seeing the kid across the way when Ryan becomes yes. an architect, which is great. Which is what he always so wanted. So sweet. Yeah. And he sees a kid across the way that looked just like him in season, the, in the pilot episode, yeah. looking for a place to go, looking yeah. for a family to help him. And they give us this inclination that... He's going to help him out. He's going to help him out. Pay, it, pay forward. it forward. So through the struggle of season four, it ends on a really nice note. Seth yeah. and Summer get married. Julie ends up with... Summer's with, dad. No, with uh, Ryan's dad. She and she and Summer's dad get married at the end of season three. And then break up and she ends up with Ryan's dad in season four. Oh God, that's yeah, so she's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, she's Julie Cooper Nichols Roberts Atwood would be her full title by the end of the series. Y'all, I can't. What an entity of Julie what Cooper. What an entity of Melinda Julie Clark. Cooper. Girl, you did it. You did it good. You, you did, did good, it right. Sis. You did it right, sis. You really did. You brought so much life into her. Also, weird, random thing about season four. I know we probably have to wrap up pretty soon here, but. 
really weird thing about season four. Summer's, speaking of Summer's dad, Summer's dad leaves the show after he and Julie have the falling out after Marissa dies. And he says, I'm going to this really kooky hospital up in Seattle called Seattle Grace, which for anybody listening is the name of the hospital in Grey's Anatomy. And I, this past go around, I'm watching this and I'm, me and my mom like look at each other, jaws on the ground, like, I'm so sorry. Summer's dad in the OC on Fox is going, is, is dropping Seattle Grace as the hospital he's going to go work at, which in the timeline of events in the real world, the first season of Grey's Anatomy would have just happened. So it's probably hot topic, right? And then later, a couple episodes later after he's gone, Julie's like, Summer, have you talked to your dad? And she was like, yeah. He keeps like saying stuff about this like really like rude lady that they called a Nazi or something. Or like he, they refer to like Bailey, who on Grey's Anatomy, they like they basically refer to him like working with Bailey. And they have those two weird and those are separate episodes. They have those two really weird drops of Grey's Anatomy in the OC and I was like there has to be some there has to be a connection like they're not on the same network no because OC on Fox Grey's is on ABC so totally separate networks where any I was of the writers I looked it up I was like is there any writer on the OC that also wrote no no writer writing connection no producing connection there is literally no reason as to why they dropped Grey's Anatomy that world into their world. It is the weirdest fucking thing. That is so weird. It was like, I, 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 I don't think I'll ever be over it. And it's also weird because Luke ended up, isn't he yes, on the OC? and now he is 17 seasons later from the beginning. Like, he is now a main character on Grey's Anatomy, the guy wow. who plays Luke. Wow, that is so interesting. It's so weird. Huh. I should take it back. I don't even think they say the Nazi, like, which is Miranda Bailey's character's quote, like, like one of her, her th things yeah. that they call her in the first season. Um, I don't think in this show, in, in the OC, they, they say the Nazi, but they basically allude to her character because of how her, her energy and how oh. she is. So weird. Anyway, that, so that's weird. my last note about season four, but it truly shook me. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, what in the hell? Huh. How? Why? Anyway. Wow. The OC brought us so much crazy joy and drama over the course of four seasons, 2003 to 2007. Um, yeah. What a, a wild ride. What a that wild ride. will forever be one of my top five favorite shows of all time. Definitely one of my favorite teen soaps. Yeah ever it's it, it's the it's the og for us for sure yeah yeah it really is and you know it's fun to rewatch every now and then i christmas time i definitely put on a christmaca episode yes. and rewatching it especially rewatching it with my little sis who is you know 15 16 yeah. and seeing like what i grew up with mm -hmm. through her it's been such a treat. It holds a special place in our heart. Yeah. So we had to really dive in on the OC, especially with 18 years later. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was such a hot topic yesterday. It was such a hot topic yesterday. We love, we love to see it. We love to see it. And we love to see y'all coming back every week to listen to us shoot the shit on things that we love for limited to. Thank you, guys. We love you. Thank you so much. As always, follow us on lay social medias at Limited2. Um, you can always drop a DM into any of our social to tell us what you want to hear us talk about. Please let us know. We love y'all so much. So much. We're so glad to, like, always be able to just come back and talk about shit. Talk about... Things that we love from the past. Peace out, Girl Scout. Over and out. Bye. Bye.